All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Welcome to Prim Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Happy holidays, everybody. It, it, it's, it's, it's an absolutely wonderful time of year. And you know what? We could be watching Andrew's favorite Christmas movie, uh, Prometheus. But instead, we're watching 2022's Christmas Bloody Christmas, a Shudder-exclusive Killer, Terminator, Santa, Slasher, Thing. There is a lot of fucks in this movie. And I don't mean that literally. I mean, they say fuck a lot. Um, Andrew, how the hell are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. You know, living the dream. Uh, I I recently got to see uh, uh, Godzilla Minus One, which is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I hear that's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's I don't know if amazing is the right term. I think some people kind of overblowing it, but it's pretty good. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, you know, it, it it was it was a well made movie. Uh, but you know, otherwise, you know, gearing up for the winter uh, holidays. I think it's we're almost midway through December, which feels insane. Uh, at this oh point shit! In time. I'm sorry. I just looked it up real quick. The uh, small little independent movie theater by my house, within walking distance, like a half mile away, is playing it. Like, you son of a bitch! I, even AMC yeah. was playing it, which I was surprised by. Like AMC was playing yeah. it. Uh, I, I saw it. Like I have a local like showcase cinemas which is where i see all my anime movies and stuff um mm. and they also had this uh, they actually they're also showing waitress the musical which is insane i did not go to see mm. it but i uh i should have uh but yeah you know it's uh, it's good you know get, get in the christmas mood and uh excited to watch prometheus later this month you know yeah def- definitely <laughs> how about you how are you doing uh doing good doing good what am, what am i doing what have i been doing i don't know uh played a board game night last night um yeah, honestly, it's been pretty boring the past couple of weeks, all things considered. Uh, we're getting some stuff done and just in final, like final, final Christmas shopping stuff and getting all that squirreled away. Uh, yeah, not much, uh, not much of my eye to get into. Uh, so you want to jump into the movie then? Hell yeah! I mean, not really, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this was your suggestion. So Andrew, what is your history with Christmas Bloody Christmas? So I had just seen a bunch of like hearsay in the like horror community and like the the horror forum stuff that i kind of go on everybody's talking about this movie christmas play christmas um and you know i I wanted to try to go with some christmas horror movies for this month uh i don't know if i don't know what movies did last i guess we did black christmas last year um so you know i I want to try to do something you know related to the the theme um and i heard such good things about this this like amazon uh, i have shutter through amazon and they constantly try to show this movie to me so i was like dan let's do it um so yeah that's all I know about it was again overwhelmingly positive, uh, and everyone, you know, last year I think this is the big Christmas horror movie of last year, um, and I, I'm a little. I have a couple questions, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dan, had you heard about it before? Like, was me mentioned uh, the first time? I have time? not. No, really, okay. not, I have not heard about it at all since then. And like, I'm occasionally on, um, um, like flipping through Shutter, so I've seen it a couple times, but I never really took any interest in it whatsoever. Um, so this is completely new to me. Hmm. All right. And, and Dan, you know, before we get, get into this movie, what is, what is your, uh, what's, what's your background with, with Christmas horror? What, what is your Christmas horror background? Um, obviously Gremlins. Like obviously. that is by far my favorite Christmas horror movie of all time. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything better in relation to that. I, I still remember because for those listeners who don't know, we met uh, when we were teaching English over in Korea. And do you remember that one time when, like, they had the live Christmas performance or, like, the Sweden performance where they would take uh, films and they would fill ca- crappy low-budget versions oh, God. of them and then do, like, a live performance? <laughs> yes. And remember how they did um, the Gremlins, Gremlins at one yeah. point? Kyle did that. And they did the entire monologue with the uh, the, the chimney and everything like yeah. that. <laughs> that was great. I feel like that was the only good one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh god, yeah. I remember all. I forgot. I forgot, and now I remember that. I, I forget a lot about. I forget like a lot about what we did in Korea, and then you know, you know, those moments will come up. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. How about you? What is uh, your favorite Christmas uh, horror movie? I think Gremlins as well. Um, I I think it's 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 the, I, I like as much as I love Prometheus. In terms of a like, Christmas horror movie, I think Gremlins is up there. Is like. You know, n- number one. I'm trying to think of like. So, mm-hmm. what other ones have you seen? Like, have you seen the all the um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and whatnot? 
Uh, I have not. No, <gasps> um, I'm, there's obviously Black Christmas. Mm. Um, that, that's a famous one. Krampus. We did an episode on that one. That, oh, yeah. that was pretty good. Oh yeah, we did enjoy that one. Uh, and on the apocalypse, we've also done an episode on that one. Dude, we're um, killing it. Oh fuck, I forgot. Yeah, we're yeah. killing. We're killing it with Christmas. <laughs> Damn. Gotcha. Oh man. Is Dreamcatcher Christmas or is it just snowy? I think is it's what? just snowy. Dreamcatcher. I mean, it's winter. I think are they in Vermont? They might be in Vermont. So you know, it's it's mm-hmm. one of those seven months out of the year where it's snowing there. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh hey, Jack Frost. We did that one as well. Oh shit, we did Jack Frost. Wow, we are. <laughs> Our, I was, I, I, I was, I was literally about to say like I don't think we've done many Christmas horror movies. Apparently we have. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is the thing is the thing Christmas? Uh, no, I don't think the thing's Christmas. Like maybe was it set during Christmas or was it just like constantly? Well, I mean, it's obviously constantly. So the thing Christmas movie. I don't remember anything Christmassy. Well, it, well, it. I think we we did the thing 2011. So maybe that one was Christmassy. Maybe they were like, oh mm-hmm. yes, uh, Sarah Elizabeth Weinstead, whatever her name is. What's her, what's, yeah. <laughs> whatever, Mary Lewis Wine said, there we go. Uh, Christmas time. And she's like, oh, yeah, definitely Christmas time. Mm-hmm. In my mind, that happened. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, um, beyond that, um, yeah, I, I would say we're both on the same page with Gremlins then, too. Um, but yeah, in terms of this movie, let's get into it. Uh, so Christmas Party Christmas. Basically, this is a pretty standard holiday slasher. Uh, the movie starts off with kind of this RoboCop-style 80s um, montage of commercials. And it's all very satire, tongue-in-cheek, and like commercialism and everything like that. Uh, but there's a little tidbit about saying there's a new product. And it's basically this life-size animatronic Santa who is exists in this robot body that was designed by the military. And that's basically what it is. I think the initial premise for this movie um, in reading interviews with the director and everything like that is they basically decided, let's have a Christmas movie where Santa's the slasher. Okay, that's typical, but okay. And let's turn him into the Terminator. Like, let's create this Terminator-style robot that just continuously hunts people down. Let's put him in a Santa outfit, and then we'll make it a Christmas horror slasher. And that's basically the premise of this movie. Uh, we do follow along a couple characters uh, who work at a record store, and may I just say they are some of the most obnoxious characters I've ever Thank God. seen Thank in a God. horror movie. It it is bad. Um, the dialogue in this movie is just really bad. It goes for so long, and it's just I we're going to complain about it later. Um, overall, I did not like this movie. <laughs> Andrew, what about you? I I yeah, I did not either. I. It's I'm I'm so confused because it was so highly reviewed and I can see why people like it. I just I I I don't know. Like I felt like they were going for some kind of '80s thing, and I think we talked about this before. Where like you know '80s slashers get a pass for the time period they came out and stuff during, but like that kind of low budget but really no substance is a lot harder to swallow when you know it was made this decade. <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. like ooh and like. Yeah, I, I know yeah, you mentioned made it literally a year ago, so it's just like or released a year ago, so yeah. And you mentioned yeah. all the fucks and like, like it's it's so many fucks that it just feels like bad writing. Like I feel like it's like somebody's trying to be like again, like I feel like it's like Eli Roth last time. Like, Eli Roth, like who, who's the guy who um who's always known for writing Tar- very like Tarantino. Uh, Tar- yeah, Tarantino. But who's who's always I was going to compare Tarantino. Who's like uh, Sorkin, maybe. No, he's he's like he writes grunge, like mall rats and stuff. Who just writes like oh oh uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, well, because like all the yeah. all the um all the fucking references to movies, like they're just dropping them randomly. And like I get they work in a record mm-hmm. store, but like I don't know, it felt like too much to me. Um, yeah, I don't, and I felt like other than maybe I felt like our main character is pretty likable, but everybody else not really. Or like you know, I guess everybody mm-hmm. else either not fleshed out or kind of creepy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah and this is just, it feels like a very dirty movie, all yeah. things considered. Like, all the characters are just either assholes or dirty or just not pleasant to be around, not pleasant to kind of see, interact with their world at large. Um, the movie itself is very, like, neon in many, many ways. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a good aesthetic for it, but, like, there's so many neon lights. There's a lot of, like, brave Technicolor lighting on that front. Um, it, it's almost, like, Rob Zombie-esque at points. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, and, and definitely, I... I feel the director is a huge Rob Zombie fan because I've gotten a lot of vibes from this one as well. Um, and there's yeah, that I filter just... over it, I feel like, the whole time. There's that, that kind of grunge filter over it, which I feel like yeah. there's a movie we did recently, which I thought that I would have liked to see that grunge filter over. But in this movie, I was just kind of like, eh, it feels kind of like a gimmick and it does feel like there's more hiding stuff than it's helping. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
And just the pacing is all off in this movie, too. Like, no lie, we, we're going to complain about the dialogue as we go on through, but it is literally the first 30 to 40 minutes is nothing <laughs> about the two main characters just kind of going back and forth of having this dialogue scene and, like, literally the, the, nothing happens for the first 15 or, or 30 or so minutes. And mm. I, I think you messaged me and you were just like, did we make a mistake? And I'm just like, <laughs> it, it, it stops. I promise you, it stops at some points. Mm. I'm not saying it's worth it, but it stops. Um, but yeah, we neither of us, I don't feel, really, really like this movie. Is mm. there anything you did like about this movie? Let, let's go with that. I mean... As much as I didn't like the dialogue, there were moments, uh, you know, where, like, it was interesting or, like, you know, and there were some pretty good gore effects. Like, uh, you just you just like the fact that uh, she said that Alien Covenant was the best alien movie. I mean, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. I'm not going to lie. We, we can talk about that later because <laughs> I, I, I want to go into that conversation there a little bit because um, I both liked that but also hated that dialogue scene. Um, yes. But, like, you know, the, the scene where a, kid, where a character, certain character gets axed in the head. I thought it was, was interesting and well done and also kind of a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, there are those elements. There's some interesting kills, but ultimately I think because the characters aren't developed at all, the kills feel pointless. And like, you know, even like, again, even like uh, Friday 13th, we'll spend a little bit of time with these characters before they're killed. Even like minor little dudes, they'll like, you know, they'll at least play with the stereotype. But half the time, there are so many dudes with like beards and long hair that couldn't tell who was fucking who. <laughs> I mean, like, mm-hmm, exactly. You know? uh, and, and to make to make things worse as well, like I, I want to specify: Did you realize that Matthew Mercer was yes. in this movie? Yes, I did not at all. The neighbor, I, I did not recognize him at all. I did not see him at all. I was completely checked out. And I'm a huge Matt Mercer fan, so that was a huge shock when I looked online, and I was just like, "Oh shit, he was in this movie." So, I mean. Uh, you know, if I honestly, I mean, I feel like he probably looked more like Leon in this movie than the actor who played him in the fifth Resident Evil movie did. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's very fair. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous um, on that front. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I, we would not recommend this movie. Uh, we're probably going to jump into spoiler territory in a little bit at this front. Um, so if you are curious of seeing this movie, don't. If you are looking to find a little bit more, learn a little bit more about it, we can get into there. All right, um, so let's go into our characters then. So we have our two main characters, Tori, who is our main female lead, the final girl of this movie, and Robbie. Uh, how would you describe these characters? I mean, I feel like, okay, so Tori is just like, so Tori and Robbie, I'm confused because I don't quite know like if Tori, Tori owns a house, but owns a rec, but is like young and somehow runs a record store. And I'm very confused to how that works out because her friends then work out at a toy store across the street. So like, I'm very confused as to her, her, situation in terms of her financial situation but like i'd assume she's like you know she she just feels like somebody who like was like i don't know like into movies and stuff in in high school and then just kind of like that became their personality and then never kind of dropped the partying lifestyle and now owns a record store like i I don't know Mm -hmm. like and again i don't know the age of these kids maybe they're like 25 in which case okay you know that that kind of makes sense because she's constantly drinking so it kind of explains some of her actions but like I don't know. She just felt very like a very immature mid twenties person, and I say that as an early thirties kid. I mean, <laughs> also um, immature person. We're all immature here. Oh yeah. Um, I, I I was I was talking about this to my wife the other day, and um, I made a comment of like how all the characters in this, in this movie seem like a teenager's idea of what a cool adult will mm-hmm. sound like, and that just it feels like it really rings true because again like literally every other word is fuck from these guys it's just back and forth um the first 30 minutes of dialogue are basically tori our main our main protagonist the final girl talking about how she wants to get laid and she spends about five minutes going on about you know how she wants to you know oh, i want to get laid or I, i'm not i'm gonna go home and get master i'm gonna masturbate and then robbie the main character one of her employees at the record store is trying to come on to her and trying to convince her don't go on this date come back and you know we can hook up together and it literally it goes on for so long it's so uncomfortable it's I, I just kept looking at the time left on this movie. I'm just like, nothing nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a few little scenes of, like, the Santa in the background and at the toy store or something like that. But beyond that, nothing. Yeah. Um, so, well, I don't and, like it. And, 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 like, even beyond, like, the, like what, like, a high school or, what, like, a high school or, like, a little kid, a kid feels like a cool adult. I feel like it's, like, what an adult who's in that kind of position feels like a cool adult. Where they're like, no, man, I'm alternative. I am cool. Oh, yo, don't go with that fuck guy. Go with me. I'm really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, it felt like... And like, and yeah, and they're writing it as if Robbie was like this like good guy. He's like, yo, don't screw with that guy. He has kids. Uh, uh, uh. But it's like, 
Yeah, but dude, you're just kind of here pressuring her to have sex with you and being really obvious about it. Like, I mean, you're not much yeah, better. I, you're literally just like hanging yeah. around holding a torch for her and being like, don't go fuck that guy. Fuck me. And it's like, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of sketch, man. You like you basically take her like this girl who says all the time she's want to have sex with you. You get her drunk and then she takes her to her home and you have sex. It's kind of like, ah, yeah. like not not that she, you know, she could have had a thing for him. That's definitely a possibility. But it, he felt like a very like kind of creepy dude. But like at the same time, the kind of dude that I feel like the movie is telling us was the good dude. And you're like, but no, mm-hmm. you're not the good dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I was getting very kind of date rapey vibes. Don't take for no for an answer vibes from this guy, and it just it felt very weird. Um, did not like him. Did not like her either. I thought she was just obnoxious the whole time through. Um, it, it kind of reminded me. Have you ever seen or read High Fidelity? I have seen parts of High Fidelity at the movie, not, okay. not the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely got a lot of, and maybe it was just kind of the record store thing, but I got a lot of symbolism or kind of comparisons to her versus John Cusack's character in this movie, in High Fidelity. Um, but I mean, I, I think the big difference was um, Nick Hornby, the author of High Fidelity, was really, really good about kind of making him relatable but not in a good way of like okay most guys can find john cusack's character in high fidelity somewhat relatable on some level he's not someone to be aspired to be like i want to get that straight he is absolutely not but at the same time you know i can kind of look back and think yeah i remember when i was that cringy i remember when i had that um kind of thoughts and uh, kind Mm. of philosophy on life but i feel like most of us grow out of it at some points and that's kind of what john cusack's character did at the end of that movie but here it's just She's just obnoxious the whole time. And I think you really hit the nail on the head of just like everyone else is a phony. We're the cool people because we listen to music and we're going to make it our entire personality. And it just gets old. Hmm. It gets old. And actually, especially when you keep hammering over and over again about it. So, and, and that that brings me to actually a section I want to have. Because uh, so when you mentioned there's a line I would like a lot. I thought it was when they were talking about um, uh, Black Christmas. You know, except for it's just like there, there's a scene where he's like, oh, let's go watch. She's like, oh, we, you oh yeah. know, we can go home and watch Black Christmas. And he's like, oh, isn't that that Blumhouse movie? And then she's like, oh, fuck you, Blumhouse. Oh, suck Blumhouse's dick. Which, first off, Blumhouse is doing a great job. They're producing a lot of great movies. They're, they're you know, they're really producing horror in mass, you know. So don't don't shit on Blumhouse. But also, mm-hmm. I understand you're saying that the, the, the uh, um, Black Christmas Blumhouse version is bad. I agree. You know, good on you there. But then they the, after that, they proceed to go into, uh, as you were alluding to earlier, they have this scene which I don't quite get. And again, I, I think it is that kind of, oh, look, we're alternative. And, you know, we're the, we're the real ones. When they just start listing movies and their, and their preferences for them. And, like, again, these characters theoretically know each other forever. And, like, I won't, and for some reason she just starts randomly quizzing her on movies and what she likes the most out of whatever. And, again, horror movies when this is the Christmas thing and, like, the whole, like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's like, a weird thing. Um, but he lists a few series. And, Dan, I want to I wanna, I want to ask you your favorites of these, okay? And I'll tell you what hers okay, are. Okay, sure. If you don't Absolutely. Remember Did you write them down? So, oh, I, I can't remember what they were talking about. I remember. All right. So, okay. what's what's the best Elm Street movie? Uh, honestly, probably one of the first two. Um, I, I love the first one. I do. But there's just something about Freddy's Revenge that's just so weird and so out there and so unique that I really, really love. How mm. about you? I, I'm actually, I'm the same boat entirely. I think the, I think one is a, is a solid, is like a great film and actually makes Freddy scary. But I think two is a good commentary. Really interesting. I think one objectively is the best one. Two is uh, my personal preference. Now, Dan, if you were that edgy kid who was trying to be cool and unique, what would you say your favorite uh, Elm Street movie is? Ooh, gosh, uh, probably one of the later ones that nobody remembers. No, I would say the remake. The remake. <laughs> uh, okay, but you but you also don't want to be a poser, so you you know you want to seem unique and cool, but not a poser. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is that what she went with? She went with Dream Warriors. No. No, because because okay. Dream Warriors is 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 a common is a common preference. What's mm-hmm. what's the one that you say to be edgy and get reactions out of people for? Don't know. You tell me. Uh, Freddy's Dead Part Six, because that's what she said. She uh, said Freddy's Dead, which is the last one where like it's completely insane and like it's the one that everyone makes fun of. It's like mm-hmm. it's the one that's notoriously bad and again like kind of killed the series. Again, it's not it's not bad to say that's your favorite, but it's just weird to like flex that. Um, and then all right, Hellraiser. What's your favorite Hellraiser? Still like the original. Like two is good. I love the the, the Leviathan scene, but mm. I, I still think my favorite's the original. Same, yeah. I think I think one's the best. I think two is again it's a great sequel. Uh, you know, Inferno Ayla for its own reasons. Uh, she says Hell on Earth, which I feel like is again which that is, weird kind of like 
mostly forgotten one that most people don't really talk about because it's not very mm-hmm. good. It's pretty bad. But it's also like, I don't know, that one where they kind of bring in techno guy things and the guy throws DVDs and stuff, right? And then what do you think? What's your favorite Chucky movie? Mm, again, I think the first one. I'm noticing a pattern here. Hmm. I mean. What about you? I, I actually, uh, my favorite uh, is honestly the remake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fucking love that remake. As, as, as our episode shows, I love that remake. Um, but of the original series, I actually like two. She likes two as well. So I'm like, all right, two's pretty normal. It's a normal pick. Child's Play 2 is good. It's solid. It has uh, that whole scene in the uh, in the uh, toy store, which is awesome. All right. Uh, Blair Witch Project, Dan. Uh, the original. And she says Book of Shadows. And I'm like, nobody has ever said that in no. the entire world. Nobody says but- that unless they're trying to be edgy. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody, nobody says that unless there's some big book of shadows, man. You haven't seen book of shadows? Did you know that book of shadows originally supposed to be written as if it never actually happened? It was all in their minds, but then the end, it really is real. You don't really know. It's really like deep, and there's that weird shit. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, fuck that. Uh, and actually, also, that's also what they say before they start fucking, which is the weirdest transition. Um, but then she did also correctly say that Alien Covenant is a great movie. So I mean, good there. Uh, my main problem: people who you know just who you know have brain damage like but i mean uh, that, that's neither here nor there the most edge lords of us here and again i don't think alien covenant's <laughs> the best um but i will say uh it does make me kind of question myself when she lists all these edgy things like book of shadows and then she bumps alien covenant in with that and i feel personally attacked uh by that <laughs> um but again like, okay you're safe you're safe you're you don't own a record store it's there, there's too many degrees of separation there that's true that's true but i mean like outside of alien covenant and child's play too these are some weird takes and and i feel like I feel like they were just written there for this guy to be like, look at how cool I am. You know, I just like that scene in particular really made me feel like this guy was just like, like that unique. Everyone else's posers. Yeah. Like it, it, like it's just, it seemed like such a weird, like who the fuck says book of shadows? I'm sorry. Like who the fuck? Like it's not good. I'm sorry. It's, it's not, it's not a good movie. And obviously there's preference there, but to have like that and Freddy's dead, especially because like they're very different films. So to be like, man, the mind trip of Book of Shadows, where it's like this idea of like, oh, is this really happening? Is this not happening? What's going on? They don't know the night before. Did they murder these people? I don't know. And then Freddy's dead, where he's fucking like playing an N64, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System with a power glove to kill a guy. Like those are two opposite ends of the spectrum, I feel like, you know, lean one way or the other. But it, it, it just felt like, I don't know. It felt like those, like, like you said, just those are just included just to like, I don't know pat out their their nerd cred i guess i don't know yeah and i don't know how much of this was like improv because a lot of this dialogue feels like improv like so so much of it feels like improv but little comments like that and then also like the fuck blumhouse they haven't done anything good in years sort of thing it it just felt like the director stepping in or the writer stepping on in and saying yeah this is this is this is what we're doing we're making real art here and you know everyone else is much more terrible when just like i was you know, I've, I've been entertained by many a Blumhouse film. I have not been entertained by this movie at all. So. Mm-hmm. Especially because Blumhouse is such like a, like, and again, not, not, not to, not to, you know, like suck off uh, Blumhouse too much, but I just mean like. Oh, they've done some terrible stuff. Yeah. yeah they, but that, they, they just do everything, which is great. They're, they're, yeah. they're just a production company. Half the time, they're not even fucking involved in the directing of it and stuff. Like, it's literally, they're just turning on horror movies. So, like, they're, they're allowing us to get access to these horror movies, which is awesome. Otherwise, it's like, you gotta wait for like Sony and shit to try to get like big names like Scream out there. You know, it's, it's kind of them in A24, really, I feel like, are the ones who are doing it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just, I think it just really kind of hit home on the dialogue uh, there. Um, okay, so I got one more last movie question for you as well. Okay. Christmas story, because they do get into an argument about a Christmas story. What is your opinion on a Christmas story? All right, I'm going to gonna tell you something here, Dan. Okay. I've seen it, because I know that Zach Ward's in it. Uh, he's in Freddy's Dead. He's in Resident Evil 2. But I cannot remember a single thing of it. Uh, <laughs> and I like, I remember watching it. But like, as soon as that fucking guy's talking and it's like, oh man, my, my dad didn't let me have a gun. I just fucking couldn't. Like, I, I think like my mind just shuts <laughs> off because I've sat through it multiple times, but I, uh-huh. I, I can't, I can't. It's, I, I can't remember anything about it and I can't tell you anything of it, but I've definitely seen it multiple times. But yes, um, I agree. I think it's a very overrated movie. I think it was just kind of nostalgia for a lot of people, especially the boomer generation. They were, you know, grew up watching that movie and really, really loved it. And it is nostalgic for the generation they grew up in and that sort of thing. But looking at it now, it's just it. No, it it bores the hell out of me. I really don't enjoy it. Wait, so I can't remember because she loved it. Right. And he didn't like it. I, I don't remember. One of them loved it. One of them hated it or something like that. I think she hated it. 
Oh, she had, okay, because then he, oh, because I don't was, care. Because he was like, <laughs> I'll make care. you watch it. And then she was like, I'll make you watch Bush Shadows. And they fucked. And then he was like, oh, man. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, Matthew Mercer died. And it was, angels <laughs> wept <laughs> everywhere, you know, uh, yes. which is, is uh, weird as fuck that he was in this. Um, but yeah. What do you think about the idea yep. of, uh, of the military technology being put into a Santa? And it was the idea okay, being good. that, if we have this military-powered Santa Claus, then you don't have to have any old stinky men being Santas anymore. <laughs> that's uh-huh. like that's like what they say in the advertisement. They're like, "No, it's not a creepy mall Santa." And it's like, mm. so that was the only part of this movie where like felt I kind of felt genuinely optimistic about okay, this this might be good. Um, just the very beginning scene, it was very. They kind of go through a few commercials, and they're very heavily laced in kind of capitalism satire. Like, again, I made the RoboCop comparison. It's kind of that similar vibe um, in terms of just how crazy it is and the satire on that front. Um, But they never really did anything with it, and I think that's my biggest problem with the well no my biggest problem was absolutely the dialogue but my <laughs> second biggest problem with this movie is just how boring santa terminator is in this movie um I, I was also talking about this the other day so for me personally slashers in terms of horror movie i i have seen so many of them now that they all kind of blend together and it really takes me a lot for me to get invested in a slasher movie um and for me personally i think number one the killer has to be interested in unique Number two, the people we kill have to be interesting and unique. And then three, it has to have some sort of cultural statement or something that it's making or just something to bring to the table to separate it from all the other slashers out there. Uh, Whether it's humor, whether it's a cultural statement, whether it's just something in general, like Final Girls. We saw that one. It was a great movie because it was kind of a fourth wall meta break about slashers in general. Um, But I just, this one, we have robot Terminator Santa, who's just developed by the military, literally a throwaway line, never revisited again. Why was the military making these robots? Were they trying to invent Skynet? What was going on there? Uh, But the other thing that really pissed me off as well is, oh, I forgot the most important part too. For a slasher to be entertaining for me, the kills have to be good. The kills have to be entertaining. In this movie, literally all Santa does is he grabs a fire axe after he awakens from his toy store, and that's the only weapon he uses throughout the entire movie. Like, there's no scene where, like, he takes a candy cane and stabs someone's eye with it or something like that. There's no one where he grabs a sleigh and, like, decapitates someone or something like that. Like, there's so many creative ideas out there for kills, but no, it's just take it to axe, slowly move towards that person, stab him with the axe, Slowly move towards the person, stab him with the axe. There is the curb stomp scene and the the, the staircase later on in the movie. But beyond that, there's, there's really not much. The kills are so boring in this movie, and I hated it so much. Even the final death with the, the how how he dies, which I have issues with as well. But continue. Yeah, uh, I, but yeah I agree. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree. The kills were lame. Again, there's that one kill I thought with the axe, which is good. Uh, but yeah, and even he, he does use a gun a couple times. But it's just like... I, I, like you said, like I think the killer himself, like it's like obviously it's a robot. It doesn't have to be like you know a, a character. But I mean, like there's yeah, the original th- Terminator was terrifying. Yeah, that, there, there's no fun. like scariness to this guy, especially because he's not like he doesn't like I don't like what he's doing or why he's doing it or what like what his like deal is. He's just kind of like randomly decides to kill these people and then walks a fuck like far away to go to their house, go to people's house next door. Like we don't know what he's doing. Like it, it felt like that idea that like. Like, this felt like a movie that I would make or write in, like, high school where I'm like, oh, a slasher movie. It just needs to have kills. So, like, make a character here, the kills, and here's how it goes down. And I'll be like, oh, it's, he's a military robot. That's his reason. Ha, ha, ha. I don't need no explanation of that. Like, you know, why? And, like, not that you do. There's great. There's a lot of movies where just random shit happens. And, like, you know, you don't have to explain it too much. But when none of those things are working, it just makes a really bad movie. Like, not, and, again, I'm not sure to, like, obviously, you made a movie that's awesome. Like, People, the people who acted in this movie, the guy who made this movie directed it, that's an accomplishment. That's great. Oh, but it, definitely. It's just, it's just like there's not – there's no reason for me to come back to this or to think about it again, really. Other than, you know, be like, oh, it's Matthew Mercer. Or again, to talk about the weird fucking time she listed a bunch of movies. Like those like, those shouldn't be the things that stand out to me. Uh, and especially like – because what I was thinking as you are talking is like, you know what this movie should be? This movie should be um, Chopping Mall. This should be a movie about – a bunch of robotic Santas in a, in a mall that come after people and like, you know, 
who like have that security protocol on the side of them. They, you know, like because like you know, again, the chopping mall robots weren't characters really, but they they were kind of scary or at least interesting, you know, or established that what they were doing and why they were doing it. Like, well, you just have a random killer robot because he's a killer robot. It doesn't, you know, it's it doesn't make for an interesting story. I mean, small yeah. soldiers did this. 20 years ago and did it better with a PG rating or PG 13 rating. Small soldiers is a classic and I will not stand for any slander. I, I know we're on the same page on that front, but I would, I'm just saying if you come as us to the comments and you say small soldiers is a terrible movie, um, you are not allowed to listen to primitive screwheads ever again. Like, I mean, sorry. Especially cause this movie ripped it off toys with, with, with uh, military <laughs> technology inside of them. Mm. Yeah. 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 I thought so. I thought so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I, and I think that's, I think, again, I don't think this movie would be that, I think, I don't think I would be as a, not, I'm not offended by the movie. I don't, I don't think I would be as harsh on the movie, except that as you mentioned before you started doing this episode, it has crazy good reviews and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this movie. And again, it's not that there can't be anything good in like, it can't, not that there can't be movies where there's no substance to them. There's tons of them. And, you know, I, I've definitely watched and championed a few of them myself, but like, I, I just don't get why it's so like, you know you think there'd be like uh, you know a thirty percent of Rotten Tomatoes but then a cult following but the, what what was it what did you say it was earlier? Uh, it was seventy seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's insane. Right uh, 77, 77 critic score, forty three audience score. So that's actually pretty interesting because usually horror movies are the opposite way where the critic score is very low and the audience score is a lot higher because there's always a weighted average with horror movies uh, with professional critics. So. Well, this yeah. is, so that makes me wonder, like, do the, do the, do the critics think that, like, you know, because horror movies notoriously get a bad uh, get a bad rating usually. Are they like, well, this is what horror movies should be, this dumb shit? Like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, sorry, what, what do you say? What was it on um, on, on critics rating? Uh, 77 critic rating, 43 um, audience rating. <sighs> it has a higher rating than Alien Covenant. <laughs> 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 yeah, again, fuck you guys. Um yeah, uh, Alien Covenant is sixty five fifty five. Um, I'm a little angry about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and again, and and part of it is like I don't know when that idea that she was like uh, Blair Witch and uh, Blair Witch Two and Covenant. I'm like, is that a shot at Covenant? Like, I can't tell. Does she genuinely like it? Is that a shot? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I you know I I will admit I, you know it's. I do kind of think I like the prequels a little bit better in their legacy or in my now watching than I do the originals of the Alien franchise. I know, sacrilege. But I'm like, is that a poke at people who think that? Or is that is that, is that an honest opinion? <laughs> That's I need to find this guy and be like, I need to talk to you for a second, man, or whoever wrote this. <laughs> like, real talk. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> like, is this, is, this, is this movie meant to, to fuck with me? What's going on here? Um, uh, just uh, as an FYI, it is Joe Bagos. Uh, he was both the writer and director of this movie. Hmm. Um, he did two other ones as well, Bliss and VFW. Uh, I have not seen either of those, but they appear to be very similar horror movies. And if you look at a picture of him, he looks exactly like I imagine him. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Not, he he not, looks like... Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not <laughs> to just zombie feel, fan. Not to just feel by their looks. Not to just, you know, again, if you like that shit, great. Awesome. Uh-huh. I mean... I, I like Pokemon. Cool. But like, I just mean like, I'm, I'm not surprised. That's what I'm saying. Uh, from yeah. That, uh, from, from the picture that we've painted of our opinions of the character in this film. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I can't stop thinking about the dialogue and just how bad it is overall. Um, none, none of the characters are interesting. None of the characters are likable. The situations they kind of put themselves into are not very good. I'm trying to think of like scenes in this movie that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, they killed the kid, which was kind of interesting. Uh, that usually doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, the kid dies in a pretty brutal way. That's true. Yeah, because um, even yeah. in the original um, uh, Silent Night Deadly Night, he lets he lets the kid live. Uh, yeah. So you know, yeah, you know, good, good on them for that. Like, I the part of it, like I think part of the movie the issue for me is too. I feel this movie is drawn out. Like the killing of uh, Matthew Mercer takes fucking forever. And okay, then okay, uh, so hang on continue but i i'm 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 researching something right now all right but yeah and then and then like and then the artificial pause with the child being killed it's like and like you know even with the with the two friends and they were killed there's just so much of a lead up to it and it's not like this movie's building anticipation or like anxiety thing because we know he's gonna kill them he's he's the fucking santa claus Mm -hmm. character we're following around uh i wonder if this movie would function better as maybe like a 45 minute movie 
Because I feel like a lot of this, like, you know, a lot of the extra dialogue, like you were saying, maybe it's maybe it's ad-libbed, maybe it's just like fucking B-roll they put in there that they're going to, you know, edit later to make some, you know, scenes with these two characters. Um, but it, it did feel like there was a lot of excess in this film. And I wonder if maybe it was tighter if I would enjoy it more. Because, you know, part of it, too, is like when you're watching him kill Matthew Mercer for 10 minutes, you're like, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. He's not even his okay. name is Dad Across the Street or whatever. Like, he's in, yes. in the character in the credits. Like, why am I spending so much time watching him die? Or like, you know, the cop who comes in earlier to the um, to the bar, I thought he's gonna be a character. He fucking gets killed behind an ambulance without even seeing anything. Like, mm-hmm. like what? Like his his partner gets and more. And he was the only time. character that was kind of set up in some way. Every other character just kind of appears and then dies. Yeah. Um, okay. So before you continue any further, I, I I immediately did a deep dive as we were speaking right there because I was just like there was something in the back of my head just like. Why is Matt Mercer in this movie? What's going on here? Why why is Matt Mercer is like a friend of his or something like that? There, there, there's no reason for him to be in here. He's he's got the, you know, the critical role money and that sort of thing as well. Um no. So I just sent you the IMDb link for the Matt Mercer that is in this movie. There are two identical actors named Matt Mercer. This is not the D&D Matt Mercer. This is a unknown Matt Mercer who has been in this director's other movie, Bliss. So, bam, two Matt Mercers. Wait, which, wait, the, the Matt Mercer you sent me is this other Matt Mercer. Yes. But he and looks... the actual Matt Mercer, the real Matt Mercer, is the second one I sent you on over. And whoever's managing the Wikipedia page for Christmas Bloody Christmas links to the actual Matt Mercer, the, the, the real one, the OG one on that front. Leon Kennedy himself. I mean, Sephiroth himself. Or is he Sephiroth yeah. or is he... Uh... I can't remember if he's Sephiroth or is he uh, Cloud. He's Sephiroth, right? No, he's not. He's not Cloud. I think he's Sephiroth. He's also apparently Ganon in the uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. You didn't. Know, he, that was a huge media thing. Like he announced it and everything. It was a huge oh. thing. I mean, and it was I've, just like, oh no, he's Ganon's hot now. I stopped oh, playing no. that game. Matthew Mercer is voicing Ganon. He's even hotter. Oh shit, he's Jotaro in a. Uh, uh, he's everything, JoJo? dude. Oh, he's everything. He he is the um, Nolan North of video games now. He, he he's all over the place. Uh, but yes, I'm going to go ahead uh, in, in my internet civic duty. I'm going to update that to the correct Matt Mercer on the Christmas Party Christmas page because that that I will not stand for. Wait, I will absolutely not stand. But for this that. other Matt Mercer looks pretty. Looks pretty. Uh, wait, so he's not listed at all? Oh, there he is. Okay. Wow, I am so confused now. Um, yeah, no, two Matt Mercers, both white dudes, and the lesser known one was in this movie. And the actual known one is all over the place. I, I'm so sorry, Matt Mercer. The Matt Mercer the second. I, you did fine in this movie. Uh, you're you're fine. I, I I have nothing against you. I just I I'm having a little bit of whiplash right here. I mean, he was in a he's in a movie called Airplane vs Volcano. That's pretty good, actually. Like, here's my question: Is the airplane flying to the volcano, and then the volcano's like "fuck you"? Or like, are they like, how are they is fighting? It a sequel to Joe versus the volcano, like. Ooh. Yeah, he's been a lot of stuff in there. He, he really has. He's, he's he's a you know Matt Mercer has got some work. Uh, or Matt Mercer the second has some work. Young young Matt Mercer, young Matt. He's got you know I, yes. I'm gonna champion this guy. Never mind. Little Matt. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna watch this guy's entire filmography. There uh, we go. He's in Psychopath. He's in Kessler's Lab. He's in Get the Girl. Damn Sharks. Yeah. Man, uh, Matt Mercer, if you do listen to this podcast, let us know. We would love to have you on. Uh, this is this is. This is I, I want to know more about your career at this point because you have been in a lot. Holy crap, we're looking a lot about this. And, and by this, we mean Matt Mercer of uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas, not Matt Mercer of Leon. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, we want this guy. We want we okay. want to we, we will watch Resident Evil with you other Matt Mercer, but we will we will not have you on this podcast. I mean, I think you just I think I would love to see him just sit there and criticize the act, the porn star they hired to play uh, Leon in Resident Evil Retribution. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be good. I would, I would, I would have, I, I would have that. that. Um, yeah. But okay, now that I'm lost in the Mercer hole. Um, yes. Um, on that front, right there, um, <laughs> I, I think that just goes to show how much we didn't care about this movie at all. Like, <laughs> like, I'm trying uh, to think. Like, I. What do you think makes people like this movie? And again, I, I'm not. I'm trying to. I like. I, I'm not trying to tear this movie down. I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, what do you think is the draw for this movie? People, people are allowed to have opinions, absolutely, and that's what I think what makes you know horror movies so great is what one person may really like, as another person may really hate. But I, I don't know. Maybe the like grunge aesthetic people like. Um, maybe people relate to these characters in terms of, oh yeah, I, I, I like these same bands and I like these horror movies too. It's so relatable. This is the time of dumb shit I talk about with my friends all the time. Um, 
Yeah. Did he get- I, I honestly don't know because the kills aren't interesting. The story isn't particularly interesting. The idea of a killer Santa uh, that's just a Terminator isn't completely con- particularly interesting. I, I, I genuinely am at a loss here. So what I'm starting to realize is I wonder, so I know that like when I was a kid, I feel like I watched movies like this and really kind of liked them. Not that, not, you know, that's me in particular, but I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, like Automaton Transfusion or like some random ass horror movie that I found online that was like, you know, horror themed. And like, you know, even fucking, even the original um, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, there's not much plot to it. Like there's not much going on. Yeah. I think it maybe has a little bit more going on in terms of like a really like awkward and confusing story, which this movie just doesn't attempt. But, you know, I feel like, I feel like for a younger audience, for an earlier, early 20s, maybe I could see this or even, you know, me in high school, I could see me being into this maybe. Um, you know, just after the total force of the boogeyman and the emotional, you know, the emotional roller coaster that film was, I think I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just looking yeah, for Yeah, but more. at least that one was like a competently produced movie. That This does feel like a higher budget student film. Mm. And again, I, you know, I don't, everyone's entirely, and, and the, the director, um, oh gosh, what's his name again? Uh, Joe something or other. Joe, Joe Begos. Joe, Joe. Joe Bagos, yeah, you made a movie, fantastic. I that's more than I've ever done. I'm not criticizing you for that. You've you made several movies, actually. It seems like you're having a pretty prolific career and making these little horror movies, which is fantastic, great. The world, you know, I, I'm always up for more horror. But I just, yeah, I this is not a very competently produced movie, like. A lot of the camera angles are really awkward and out of nowhere. The pacing is all over the place. It's 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 40 minutes before any sort of action happens in the story. There's this that, that really, really cringy sex scene where the guy's going down on the main girl for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And it's so long. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. Oh. Well, again, that, that it, makes it, me think that, not, that like, there's like, this is like a, a short film that should be... Sh- that for some reason they left in all the all the like the extra shit, all the B-roll for some reason. Yeah. It's just it's very long. I, I definitely think this could have worked better as like a 45-minute short movie. Um and just kind of took taken the introduction, um, the, the the talking back and forth and cut it down to like five, ten minutes and then start the action from there. Like it would have been a so much better movie on that front. I also think the finale to this movie was not uh, so basically. You're, I, I know we haven't skipped over the plot, but there's really not much plot. <laughs> First 40 minutes, two main characters are kind of at each other's throats as they're talking about. We're not even at each other's throats, but like the guy's trying to sleep with the girl. They meet up with friends at the toy store. They argue about their favorite movies and books and, you know, whether Alien Covenant is a good movie or not. And the Book of Shadows apparently is the best Blair Witch movie ever, uh, which is an opinion nobody has. And from there, Killer Santa comes out, kills the friends of the toy store, follows the people home. The guy and the girl have sex. Then the kills that Santa kills the neighbors. Santa kills the girl's sister and her husband. They try and escape in a car. Cop comes on in. Santa kills the cop. Girl gets arrested. Guy gets decapitated. The two cops that arrest her take her back to the station. Santa follows. The cops die. Girl blows up an ambulance. And then they have the final battle in the record store. That's literally the entire movie. I, that's the entire plot. Um, but... When she makes that makeshift bomb in the ambulance and kind of tricks the Santa into a big explosion, like, I thought that could have been the end of the movie. And then they have a whole other third act where they're taken back to the record store. And this time, it's like the end of the first Terminator where, you know, now, like, his innards are exposed. And he's, like, crazy, creepy robot Santa at this point. And he defeats, uh, or she defeats Santa with the sprinkler, which, um okay interesting choice i and i get that like yeah the wiring is exposed and everything like that but it, just, it felt very anticlimactic um but yeah what, what did you think about like the final five ten minutes the whole record scene store did you I, think it could have ended by beforehand or no i absolutely agree i was ready for the movie to be over and the fact that it kept going was making me really mad especially mm-hmm. how, like, so again, it, it's that weird idea it's that weird thing that like a scene that should take like you know a couple minutes of like you know her in there and she's you know finagling around she she stabs him with the sword. She electrocutes him. She makes the thing like it's it just feels like it takes so fucking long for her to do anything. And there's a lot of things of her just like screaming and like flailing around. And you're just like, mm-hmm. why? Like, like what? Why? Why is it taking so long for this to occur? And like, why didn't you cut this better? Like, it, it just it felt like they just didn't want to cut anything. And I, I don't know why. 
Like it felt like, like it, it felt like the, the only couple takes this, this happened. Maybe they only did. Maybe that has happened. Maybe there are only a couple takes because you know water damage and all that shit to what they're doing, and they could only do it a couple times. So they're like, all right, we're going to use everything we have to reset the scene. But like, it just felt so needless. Like, it, like you knew how it was going to end. You knew he wasn't going to kill her. But it was just sort of flailing around with like the fucking like. There's one scene I like I I where like the pipe that holds the wires falls behind her and she's like flipping out with her behind her i'm like what's is her arm her arms caught behind it like how is it affecting her and it's it's just like she's literally just flowing around with it like there's there's no there's no reason for why she's doing what she's doing and that's like again in a movie where more was going on it was more interesting it's going to distract you well you wouldn't notice it but when there's nothing else to pay attention to other than this girl filling around with the fucking metal bar behind her back you just can't help but be like what, what the fuck um I don't know. It's yeah, that that entire ending I was just waiting for it to end. And like the thing that killed me is like when she stabbed him with the sword, I'm like, that's not the fucking end. Come on. <laughs> like <laughs> I was just waiting, like, come on, please God, just end this movie. Um mm-hmm. th- that as you were giving your summary, I realized, why was he after her? Yeah, they never explained. Okay, okay. Like I, I guess because she sees the very first victim is the two friends having sex in the toy store. Uh, which, uh, one thing um, on that front, too. Okay, so this is going to get a little bit vulgar, but basically the guy goes down on her butts, like he's eating her ass. Um, when they did the camera angle on that, did you think to yourself, wow, that actor is really dedicated a bit. He's really in there. Or was that just me? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't pay attention to that part very much. Maybe it was a okay, prosthetic gotcha. butt. Maybe, maybe it was a fake butt. You know what? I hope so. Yeah, because that, that's not very hygienic. Um, but <laughs> I, I know what they said in Clerks, too. You never go ass to mouth. But yeah, that, that was just like, wow, that's really dedicated actor, I guess. Wow, he's, he's really, really in there. Uh, but anyway, after they die, <laughs> uh, basically, uh, when they get in there um, and, and then they die, the lead actor, uh, actress and the main guy kind of walk on past. like, hey, what's that noise? Oh, shit, there's a killer Santa at this point. So I guess he just kind of follows them because... Killer Santa saw them. Well, because at that point, yeah, the, the, like he the saw them when, when they were shitting there. around with um, talking about Blumhouse. That's when he sees them, and then they uh, okay. leave. They get in the car and leave because the guy she gets sufficiently drunk, and the guy's like, "What are we gonna do next?" She come back to my place. And you're like, "Oh shit, this again seems kind of predatory." Because she's like, "I don't want to sex with yeah. you," and they got drunk, and now she's like, "Maybe I will." And you're like, mm, "Okay, uh, <laughs> here, let me get you some more shots." Ho ho ho! It's just like. And the guy's like, can you get her home? And she's like, I'm too drunk. He's like, it's okay. I'll take her home. And you're like, all right. Again, this seems kind of problematic, but okay. Um, yeah. it's, this is this is the hero, man. This is our hero of our story. Um, mm-hmm. Though, actually, you know what else is the problem with this guy? Not, not, it, the issue isn't, I realize that she said, because I can't, I can't give this up. The issue isn't that she said that Blair Witch Project 2 is the best. The issue is that he asked her what's the best one. <laughs> When you're thinking about franchises to ask somebody what's the best one, I never fucking go to Blair Witch Project. Who the fuck is like, there's three of those. Who thinks that? Is there a third one? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a, uh, like a, a rebootish movie just called Blair Witch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. About that one. It, was, yeah, it wasn't yeah. great. Um, but I mean, like when you're thinking of series, like, yeah, like, like it's weird that you'd go like Freddy, Chucky, Alien, Hellraiser. Okay. And not you don't go Jason, you don't go Halloween, you go Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah. Like that I felt like so. that felt like a big author insert there. Thinking you know, of the guys like, mm, nobody. It's like, what's your favorite The Thing movie, <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, or like, I don't know, like, like what's what's another? What's your favorite The Nun? You're like, ah, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, definitely Nun too. <laughs> Annabelle, which one oh. is your favorite Annabelle movie? Oh my god, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah fucking Annabelle, yeah, that, that's the perfect one. What's your favorite Annabelle mm-hmm. film? Like, it's just such a guy, like, yeah, I, okay, I, I can't let that go. And I think, I think that's why. I think, I think that's that's what bugs me the most <laughs> that you would ask that question to anybody. Um, uh-huh. But anyway, back to the ending of the movie <laughs> slash motivation. Yeah, the yeah. So Santa dies by a sprinkler. Like literally, she gets up there and then like lights a lighter underneath the smoke detector and it gets set off and santa just kind of his electronic short out and i think like at this point like she like i don't know tears out his wires or stuff like that i don't know so i i'm gonna be honest i wasn't paying attention either oh no the, end, the ending the ending is is literally just i feel like it's 20 minutes of just bullshit like it's yes 
it's, it's forever. And again, if there's something else going on, like, honestly, I feel like they should have kept somebody else alive in the movie so there was some tension of somebody else getting chased by him and then mm-hmm. she'd be doing that at the same time so that's a race against time. But when he's standing there and like his face like rub against her leg and you're like, what? And like they almost like, it's weird because there's a scene where like his eyes are like above her thigh and the little green lights are shooting out and it's like, and she's like, oh no, it's like, Those are, they're not fucking lasers. They're not going to cut you. Like it's, it's okay. They're just fucking lights, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not like, I think they play it off as if she's going to get hurt if they play the laser touch her. But it's like, no, man, they're just, they're just fucking eye lights. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not a laser dude. Um, oh my God. I just had a revel- revelation. This movie shares the exact same aesthetic as the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Batman Forever, Batman Robin. Think about it. The neon lights everywhere, the whole like grunge back alley aspect of it, the the weird cutting everywhere and the weird plot stuff. Like it's it definitely someone inspired by it. And the green eyes. So you're saying this is yeah. this is this is the Schumacher version of Metallo? Oh man. Damn. I, I could see that. Oh my god, he Metallo <laughs> got put into this or Brandy had to go over the body, one of the two. I mean Done. Oh man! Oh man! We got we got to figure out some comparison screenshots. <laughs> I mean, between these two movies, <laughs> it actually that makes me wonder. Do you think was this shot on a set or were these all shot on location? Uh, I, I think it's a set just by like how the camera is arranged and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, like I feel like the ending is definitely a, a set, but like, do you think like the apartment and the stores were sets? I think they're like the probably the stores, probably the record store, probably the bar maybe parts of the apartment that was about it i don't know because again this movie did feel it to me like if i was given a camera and i could just use my houses and shit as locations like mm-hmm. i feel like i made a movie in high school that has like similar framing to this movie like, i gotta know yeah and like there there is something we said i think we've talked about movies before where they kind of share that similar like okay buddies getting together to make a film and having fun with it it's not very good but it's you know it's fun to watch because you feel the energy behind it. I don't I don't know. I didn't feel it here. Again, maybe, you know, this was a fun movie to film and everything like that, but I just yeah, I, I it felt like very amateur Rob Zombie and I, I'm gonna be honest, I there's there's I've never really seen a Rob Zombie movie I've enjoyed, so um I don't yeah. Yeah. This, what, this movie was definitely not for me. Well I think to compare this, you know, to talk about, you know, not not to shit on all and on, on the independent aspect of it but i feel like if we think about like like hell how how what was the budget of hell house llc because yeah. that was that was another very low budget movie and it looked low budget uh let's see house llc let me see what was your budget budget budget, budget. well not does imdb tell you budgets i don't know why i thought this would tell me the budget. i don't know i think uh wikipedia usually does on that point in terms of like production I'm still looking through Batman and Robin. Up oh, there we go. There we go. I got a scene from Batman and Robin with the exact same green lasers as, or Batman Forever with the exact same green lasers as the uh, Santa at the very end. <laughs> Done. Done. There, there's something here. There's something here. The Internet Connected Universe. All right, I'm not seeing the budget, yeah. but anyway. Like, yeah, Hell House I, is pretty cheap to produce, though. Yeah, like Hell House is pretty cheap. But again, like, but the difference is Hell House focused on its characters. And even like, like we said, like, you know, like, some of it could be ad libbing and whatnot. But like, it felt like they were doing something and it felt like. It felt like what they were talking about, what was going on in the series, a lot of time at least was in service of the story. While I feel like this movie, instead of making the dialogue and what's going on in service of the story, it was literally just people are hanging out and Santa comes. Which again, could be realistic. Not realistic of the killer Santa, but of like a a murderer, right? And that's the real thing. Well, maybe it's hanging out and then a murderer comes. Great. Mm -hmm. But when you're writing a movie, there has to be some connectivity because you're you're making this movie. You're not just making a random fucking random thing of events, right? So you have to connect something. You know, like th- there could have been so many small things they could have done, I think, to make this movie better um, writing wise, you know, just even connecting to the characters, having some of the characters stay alive longer. But it, it straddles that weird thing of just being like, you know, like a, a student project, which, again, isn't a bad thing. It's because it has such high praise and like Shudder pushed it real hard. And it, like I, I saw a lot of people saying, like, you know, it's the best horror movie, like, the, the, you know, the, it's a new instant classic Christmas horror movie. And I just don't know where that's coming from. And, it, and that, that kind of, I think, put me into a situation of having higher expectations for this movie than I really should have. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I will say I'm probably pre-tainted. So people who are like, no, the movie's great and stop shitting on it. I, I will admit I probably came in here expecting a lot more than what I got. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to our classic segment then. If you were to make a sequel to Christmas, Bloody Christmas, how would it be? How would you work it? Oh, I already, I already pitched it. It's going to be Chopping Mall 2. Uh, 
It's going to be, uh, what's this called? Christmas, Willie Christmas. Uh, also, what a, I don't like the name. All right. Yeah. <laughs> last, 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 you know, parting shot. <laughs> name is dumb. Anyway, I think, yeah, I think make it about a group of kids. Same, you know, same fucking plot. Literally make it Chopping Mall too, And just have it be, just take the Santas from this, this idea of military grade Santas. And again, if the idea is that these Santas are there so that you don't have to have a creepy mall Santa, why is he standing up in a toy store? Like, it, like, why do you stand in the front of a Toy Story like a display at a, Why isn't he sitting down somewhere? So have this be that. Have this be these creepy mall Santas. Have it be kids who break in or you have it be kids who actually work there and some of like that. Or maybe they're doing, you know, have it be a commentary on, like, Christmas shopping. How, like, you know, they're like, hey, we made these kids work overnight to restock shit because it's Christmas time. And, you know, uh, workers are being, you know, abused for the amount of time that they have to work and stuff. So they're doing this overtime. And while they're there, the Santas go riot in the mall. And you have a you have a cool location. You can develop these characters. You have a reason for these Santas being multiple areas. And you know, again, you can kind of tie some of that modern kind of like what Chucky does. Tie some of their interfacing with like the technology that's kind of come in now with like security devices and stuff to make some interesting kills or you know, at least section the kids off. You know, that could be a real fun thing. And give it some fucking voice lines. Why is the Santa not say ho 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 or you've been naughty or mm-hmm. some bull- dumbass shit as it kills people? Because it's scarier if he doesn't say anything. No, it just I makes mean, it more boring. It's also really bad that like the 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 least amount of effort possible to make this guy seem like he was a robot until the very end. And like, yeah. it's one thing again. It's it's one thing to kind of hand wave at it and be like, ha ha. It's funny because they don't explain it. But it's like, but it, it's it would be funny if they commented on it or if something else happened to make it obviously he's a robot. Or like you know, have weird concept like how's the thing moving like a robot? Like you know, do something to acknowledge it. But what's clearly just like laziness and the fact that like he doesn't always move the same. It's just mm-hmm. like when the, when the cop kicks his foot and is like, "Nah, man, he's dead." I'm like, I think you if you kicked a robot's foot, you'd notice. Yeah, if you're difference between heavy metal <laughs> and uh, you know skin and bone, right? Like if this thing is made up of enough metal to be able to, to have that kind of locomotion and be able to stand up like that, that thing's gonna be fucking like break your toe and you kick it. Like no, you don't. You don't like oh, it, it's not like a body. You would you would know. Also, when you shot it, it would sound different. Like so many things like would would happen when, when this is going on. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I just I think that that could. I think if they'd done something like that to make these robots more actual robotic, would be interesting. And that's what I think. If you know, in my remake. In Chopping Mall, uh, I don't know, winter sales. No, it's, what's, what's, what's the thing that they say? <laughs> Holiday prices? I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Overtime? I, I, I'll, I'll think of a cool tagline for it. But anyway, in Chopping Mall 2, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Uh, I, think, I think that's the way to go. Chop until you drop. Ooh, chop till you drop. Done. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the way to do it. Um, but... Or, you know, even better, have it be like kind of do what Thanksgiving does, have it be like a Black Christmas related thing where it's like the kids are like unloading shit for Black Christmas and they start and they're like, are you really fucking, are we really unloading these stupid fucking Santas for, like in Thanksgiving? What the fuck? And then that's like, you know, that sets everything off. That could, you know, play it, play it with that. Make it, make it a comedy, you know, make a commentary about consumerism. I know that's, that's common for movies where things happen in malls, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's better than nothing. And this movie had nothing. So yep. yeah. How about you? Um, I think they should go full on Gremlins 2 parody. Like, mm. basically, we get two brand new characters, and they work at, like, a record store again, but they, like, are referencing the first Christmas Bloody Christmas. And they're like, yeah, so what's your favorite Christmas Bloody Christmas movie? Ooh, I really like the first one. What about you? Oh, I think, you know, the second and third one's a little bit off the rails on that front. Um, and basically, they just kind of, like, shit on the entire first movie, 30 minutes of dialogue at the very beginning based on that. And then, of course, at this point, uh, another... Santa Claus comes on out as well. And this one is very self-aware. Like everything we criticized in this movie, they basically take it and then they kind of move through it in a different way. Like, oh, Santa only used an axe. Well, this time, like he looks at an axe and he's about to pick it up and he's just like, ho, ho, no. And then puts it away. (laughs) I think it's like a killer candy cane or something like that. Like that's gone full to Gremlins 2 parody on that front. That's, That's the only way I think this franchise would redeem itself. I love ho ho no. That's that's the best. <laughs> that that's, that has to be the tagline. Ho ho no. Oh my god! An actual Matt Mercer can come into this movie. He can also <laughs> just play neighbor dad. Just <laughs> a different uh, neighbor dad. At at some points, like uh, he's he's doing a D and D game with a bunch of people, and they're nerds and they're staying homes. So like, aren't we glad that we're not you know drinking and you know doing drugs and having sex because all those people die in these types of horror movies, and then they all die. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt Mercer, after he gets stabbed, he's just like, you all rolled a crit fail. Uh. Uh. <laughs> and at one point, one of the characters can look over and be like, 
yeah, what's your favorite My Hero Academia movie? And they'll be like, oh, Two Heroes, obviously. And they'll be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you die. <laughs> I mean... Uh... I, I mean, I think that's the way to go. Like, so I, I, I forget where I read it. Somewhere that this guy wants to make this a trilogy. And again, I'm not Why? saying don't do it, man. Like, but when you do it, you know, build upon this somehow, or like, like you said, be be self-referential. Like, understand that this movie has shortcomings, and please God, make fun of it. Like, yes, that's if you do that, I will accept this movie so much more. If you are aware of the, the fact that this movie's weird, or like, even have some character be like. Oh man, I just want to, you know, I want to like have a relationship. I'm tired of not having a relationship with somebody. And then when that creepy guy is like, "Yo, I'll fuck you," have one of her friends like, "Yo, that's fucked up, man." She obviously wasn't <laughs> that's talking very about problematic. you. What are you doing? <laughs> you should, you should, you should probably stop this right now. Like, no, man, I'm taking her out to drinking. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. That's weird. You shouldn't do that. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, like I don't know that that the fact that that character's written and is like, and even the other characters like, I bet they're probably banging right now. And I like none of them are like, but it seems like she didn't like him. And like, I don't know, only seemed to kind of like, he seemed like all over her. And that's kind of weird. They've known each other for a long time. He, he He's her employee. It, this this seems weird. No, but the fact that nobody says that just kills me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I, I have one last minute addition to this podcast. Um, so I did look up Joe Bego's Instagram right now, and I'm kind of going through it and seeing what's available on there. Uh, I'm going to read this um, uh, story he posted or post uh, verbatim. Despite the anger from some people over conversations like this one in the flick, I'm sure not sure many things make me happier than having the much-deserved worship of Book of Motherfucking Shadows finally and forever portrayed on film. Hell on Earth has forever been unfairly maligned as well. So he genuinely thinks Book of Shadows is the best Blair Witch movie. Like, this this actual real-life person. I mean, Joe, yeah, it's not a bad Joe, movie. It's just not great. No, but Joe... <laughs> I mean, but uh, also, he also says Covenant. He says Covenant rules, but comes in number five in the Alien franchise rankings. Does he actually okay. say that? Yeah, I, I will send you the post right now. Boom. So that is an actual Instagram post. All right, I need to know what the other four are. I yeah, need, I need exact order on that front. One sec, one sec. Where, where is this? Okay. P.S. Covenant rules, but comes in number five in the Alien franchise rankings. I just wanted to prematurely. Raise some blood, but yeah, see, but that's in there where he's like, you know, uh, but I want to prematurely raise some blood pressures, like, like yeah, he's like, like looking to piss people off, but also, like, that's not pissing it off. You're saying this is great, like, five is great, but it's not like, you know, again, I agree, I think all the alien movies are good, so I think all the alien movies rule, but to then be like, but it's number five, he's like, what, 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 that's, that's not a bold statement, like, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> are you saying it's above resurrection? Are you saying it's above, like, you know, like, what, do you, what is it above? Like, are you including, the, are the AVP movies in this rant are included in this? Like, you know, what's, what's going on here? Um, but also to call it Book of Motherfucking Shadows really tells me something. Yeah. Like, no, but no, like, like it's, again, it's not a terrible movie. It's just, it's weird, like, the reverence that to have on that. And especially when you know that that's, like, that, that the common kind of thought is, like, what the fuck was the movie who made this? And again, I think it's being reexamined. I don't think it's a terrible movie. But it just, you know, just like this post, it feels like he's just trying to say that. Like, again, Hell on Earth isn't terrible. I actually kind of enjoy the original three uh, together. But, like, it's just, like, I don't know. It, it feels like the agenda of, like, saying that and stuff is just, like, to seem, like, I don't know, hip and cool and not a poser. Because, mm-hmm. like, who posts out the anger? Like, dude, the reason we hate your conversations is because they're poorly written, not because of the content of them. Mm-hmm. that's that's the issue it's it's they're badly written and they're wasting time in a film sorry bro that's that that's the issue there like you know yeah you know, if you made a very great movie and in that great movie with good dialogue they mention how awesome uh cheer or die was it nobody's gonna notice it they're like, oh cool like Chris looks cheer or die but when you're like yo man cheer or die uh hellraiser bloodline no not hellraiser bloodlines uh pet cemetery bloodlines uh uh fucking uh, Jeepers Inferno. Creepers six, yeah. whatever. Like, man, <laughs> these are all fucking great. Like, that's when you're kind of like, what are you doing? Like, you know. But again, also, if these if these conversations were happening with people that, who didn't know each other, I'd I'd also be okay with it more. But when it's people who've been working together forever and apparently have like a, you know, boring relationship, why the fuck are you doing this? Why are you quizzing each other on horror movies? Jesus Christ. Ugh. No, yep. no, just Vegas. No, just <laughs> now. All, all of the goodwill I was giving you earlier, I'm kind of like, maybe not. Maybe not anymore, man. 
Maybe not. Other than like, I appreciate you love Covenant, but now I'm like, but why? Also, number five, I think. Could be, you know, okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, I, I wish we had. A, do we have? A, we don't have a Twitter account, do we? Uh, we do not have a Twitter account now. We mm-hmm. just have Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, I don't think we ever had a Twitter. So. All right, I'm gonna find him on Instagram. I'm gonna ask him what the other four, five are. Absolutely. Please do let us know what you have to say. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, guys. Cool. It's been a lot of ranting for me this episode randomly. All right. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, final thoughts on Christmas Play Christmas. Don't say it. It's not good. It's not good. Unless uh, you really like Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. I mean, this ain't no Book of Motherfucking Shadows. Ooh. <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, again, and again, I, I feel like I do this a lot, right? Where I kind of yo yo back and forth. This isn't a terrible movie. It's not like if you were looking for a Christmas movie to watch. And, you, and you've watched them all and you want something new. Because, like, there are a lot of knockoffs of um, Silent and Deadly Night. There's tons of, you know, not just knockoffs. There's tons of Killer Santa movies. There's Santa Slay. There's a lot of bad ones. This is by no means the worst of them. This is by no means, like, it's, oh, yeah. I'm not saying that this is, like, you know, they're better than this one necessarily. I think, as I mentioned before, I think a lot of my distaste for this movie just comes from the praise that it was getting. And that's, I know that's unfair to judge a movie before that. But for the praise it's getting and for the seeming like, I don't know, it seems like it thinks it's great. I just can't. Like, I don't know. There's there's bad movies that you just feel earnestly. You're like, great job. But this movie, I feel like it thinks it's doing something good. And I I, I just have trouble with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and please, if you did enjoy this movie, let us know. I, I'm genuinely curious, like, what people enjoyed about this movie. And I, I want to understand. It's like, it's confusing me. Why? Please let me understand. And then I, I want to be able to say, like, okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, yeah, right now, I cannot. And honestly, like, I think this is the, the perfect kind of movie. And I feel like I say this a lot, but this is a good kind of movie that, like, if you were having a Christmas party and you wanted to just throw, like, a movie on in the background... This could be one of them. Like I get, I think yeah. I think what hurts it again is because there's so much dialogue and so much of these long drawn out scenes that it would be hard. It wouldn't be like a movie you can just kind of pop in and see us. Like like I think uh, Black Christmas 2004 or six whatever that one is. That one's you know there's kills happening often. There's a lot of theme going on, so it's kind of fun to pop in and out of if you're not there. This movie could be kind of a weird one to pop in and out of, but so like just because of how like drawn out some of these scenes are, where like. I, I could see maybe people sit down to like, you know, enjoy a bit of it during a party and be like, oh, okay. And kind of walk away. But you know, that, I think that's, that's how it could function. Well, I just, I can't see myself sitting down to pay attention to give this movie my full attention. Mm. Uh, that's, that's the, that's, that's my, that's my end rating. Okay. Movie. Just don't pay full attention to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Alrighty. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Once again, this is Prima Screwheads Talk Horror. Uh, we are active on social media, both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you have any requests, please send it on over. We have done fan requests in the past, and we will continue to do so. Uh, I think we're going to get one more holiday movie in before the year ends, so be a lookout for that one. Other than that, thank you uh, so much to our opening theme song. That is Teddy's Atlas with the movie with the song Horror Movie Story. <laughs> you can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They're good, good Canadian boys. Gosh, over a hundred episodes. That's the first time I fucked that up. So oh, sorry, ne- Teddy's never, Atlas. never you seen that stuff before in your life. Wow, first time. <laughs> I've never, I've never made a mistake in my life until now. I, this must bode very, very poorly for us. Uh, but anyway, thank you all so much for listening and stay groovy. Bye.